Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Families of hostages held in Gaza have initiated a four-day march from the location of the Nova Festival in Re'im in southern Israel to Yerushalayim, renewing their plea for the release of their loved ones who were kidnapped on October 7th. Amid ongoing discussions, disagreements have arisen regarding numbers, ratios, and troop movements, noted Majed al-Ansari, spokesperson for Qatar's foreign ministry, on Tuesday, without providing further details. This likely pertains to issues such as the quantity of hostages released in exchange for Palestinian prisoners and the withdrawal of Israeli troops from certain areas in Gaza. Join us in marching for the hostages, urged the, host- urged the Hostages Families Forum headquarters on Wednesday, February 28th. No individual should be forgotten. The restoration of the State of Israel remains incomplete until all hostages, both those alive and those who have tragically lost their lives, are safely returned. Hamas Chief Ishmael Haniyeh said on Wednesday, February 28th, that while the terror group is showing flexibility in the negotiations for a potential deal that would see the release of hostages held in Gaza and a temporary ceasefire, Hamas is prepared to continue to fight. In the televised speech, Haniyeh also calls on the so-called, quote, axis of resistance to step up its attacks. The IDF has reported that it facilitated the coordinated airdrop of food and medical supplies from various nations to the southern Gaza Strip in the past two days. Approximately 160 packages of humanitarian aid were airdropped to 17 locations along the southern coastline of Gaza, utilizing aircraft from the United States, Egypt, the United Arab Emirates, France, and Jordan. Furthermore, additional packages containing food, medical supplies, and fuel were also airdropped to a Jordanian field hospital situated in Khan Yunus, as per the IDF statement. The IDF emphasized that this airdrop initiative complements the ongoing daily entry of trucks delivering humanitarian aid to the beleaguered strip. Protesters in the southern city of Rafa in Gaza are setting tires ablaze in response to soaring prices. It remains unclear whether the direction of the frustration is towards Hamas's governing body or Israel, which has urged civilians to evacuate during the conflict. Fatah, a Palestinian political faction, has confirmed its participation in an intra-Palestinian meeting scheduled for Thursday, February 29th in Moscow, as informed by a spokesperson to CNN. This meeting initiated by Russia and extended to all Palestinian factions aims to address the the consolidation of Palestinian factions under the Palestinian Liberation Organization, the PLO, as stated by Fatah spokesperson Hussein Hamayel. The primary, the primary objective is to establish a new government that can effectively operate in East Jerusalem, the occupied West Bank, and Gaza. The IDF stated that it conducted airstrikes on Hezbollah sites in southern Lebanon this morning and overnight, targeting a weapons depot and manufacture, manufacturing plant. Fighter jets targeted a Hezbollah weapons depot and other buildings used by the group in Ramya. Additionally, overnight, the IDF reported striking a Hezbollah weapons manufacturing plant in Kirbet Selm. In response to rocket fire on Kiryat Shmone this morning, claimed by Hamas, the IDF also shelled the launch sites with artillery. Number 2 On Tuesday, February 27th, House Republicans issued a subpoena to the Justice Department seeking materials connected to Special Counsel Robert Hur's investigation into President Biden's handling of classified documents. 
The subpoena demands the turnover of all documents and communications pertaining to the special counsel's interviews with President Biden and his ghostwriter. Additionally, it seeks documents concerning a December 2015 conversation between then-Vice President Joe Biden and the Ukrainian Prime Minister, as well as any communications involving the Justice Department, the special counsel, the White House, and the President's personal attorney. While her investigation revealed instances of classified document mishandling during Biden's vice presidency, it concluded that no criminal charges were warranted. This subpoena follows an earlier request made this month by Republican chairpersons of the House Oversight, Judiciary, and Ways and Means Committees, urging voluntary sub submission of the materials by February 19th, which has clearly passed. Republicans argue that these materials are crucial to their impeachment inquiry into President Biden and the Judiciary Committee's oversight of the department. In response to the initial request, the Justice Department informed lawmakers on February 16th that it was in the process of gathering and processing the requested documents. However, no specific timeline or commitment to produce all the requested material was provided. Representatives James Comer and Jim Jordan, chairs of the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees, respectively, conveyed this in a letter accompanying Tuesday's subpoena addressed to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Number three. The U.S. Army is implementing a significant reduction in its force size, cutting approximately 24,000 positions, nearly 5% of its total, and undergoing restructuring aimed at enhancing readiness for future major conflicts. This decision comes amidst ongoing challenges with recruiting, which have prevented the Army from filling all available positions. The reductions will primarily target vacant positions, particularly those associated with counterinsurgency efforts that were expanded during the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts, but are less relevant in current strategic context. Approximately 3,000 cuts will affect Army Special Operations Forces. Concurrently, the plan involves adding around 7,500 troops to critical mission areas, such as air defense, counter-drone capabilities, and the establishment of five new task forces worldwide with advanced cyber, intelligence, and long-range strike capabilities. An Army document acknowledging that the current structure is, quote, significantly overstructured with insufficient personnel to fill existing units. The cuts are characterized as reductions in, quote, spaces rather than personnel, and no soldiers are expected to be involuntarily separated from service. This decision reflects the persistent challenges of unfilled positions within the Army. Despite a structure that could accommodate up to 494,000 soldiers, the current active duty force stands at approximately 445,000. The objective of the new plan is to increase troop levels to 470,000 over the next five years. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.